nursing industry is one of the fastest growing career forces in the world today. There are so many issues in the healthcare field these days relating to nurses that simply are not discussed in the media. Welcome to Once a Nurse, Always a Nurse, exploring the world of nursing with Leanne Meyer. Our program will help you with the most relevant information if you're in the nursing field or are planning to enter the industry. Now, here is your host, Leanne Meyer. Welcome back to Once a Nurse, Always a Nurse, Exploring the World of Nursing. This is Leanne Meyer. Today's topic, um, we're, we're talking about uh, entrepreneur uh, and intrapreneurs and how do they lead to innovation. So um, I have never considered myself an entrepreneur type of person. But uh, when I first heard my first guest, Michelle Rhodes, use the word entrepreneur, I, had, I instantly had a sense of what she meant. I realized that it is what I have done throughout my, my nursing practice. I've looked for things, or they sometimes seem to look for me, that are not working, and then collaborated with others to improve the problem. I took my patient advocate role very seriously, even in nursing school. I remember approaching a particularly prickly oncologist regarding his patient with multiple myeloma who suffered greatly each time we turned her. As a student, I could medicate her prior to a turn, and that seemed to help her to relax. As an evening nursing assistant, she was at the mercy of whomever was her nurse. I thought that the uh, oncologist would be happy to have my excellent suggestion for ordering of a medication prior to each turn. He was not. And um, he, uh, I lost my train of thought there. So he was not. However, instead of losing my job or getting kicked out of nursing school, my dean of nursing told me she wished she had a hundred of me. So as a new nurse, I continued uh, some of this uh, entrepreneurial or entrepreneurial spirit, feeling some expertise in the POMR, problem-oriented medical records, charting. I volunteered to turn a small, old-fashioned hospital to an up-to-date one with POMR charting at every level of the site. Of course, I really didn't have any idea what I'd got myself into, but it actually did work out well um, eventually. I learned a lot, however, about working in collaboration with a wide variety of practitioners of many different ages and backgrounds, and to hear people out, to really listen to them and incorporate their concerns into the solutions. All of this served me well over a lifetime career. That is what I believe is an entrepreneur. My two guests, Michelle Rhodes, who has made um, a, a career of learning about entrepreneurs and entrepreneurs and studying that into a business. Um, her protege, Dr. Sandra Cleveland, um, is bringing the concepts to a technical level, and they are both here to share their expertise with us. Welcome. So, uh, Michelle Rhodes, can you um, give us a brief overview? Say hello first, and then give us a brief overview of your career and why nursing, and then what brought you to this uh, entrepreneur-entrepreneur subject. Sure, sure. Good afternoon, and thank you for having us today. I appreciate uh, you just extending the offer. So, yes, now I've been a registered nurse for 23 years now. And why nursing? I always love that question. I always knew that it would be something related to health and wellness. I just didn't know exactly what, you know, during, throughout high school. And just developed a love for health and then also the human body. I was like a science junkie. So once <laughs> I took the anatomy class, I knew it was going to be, you know, I was honing in on what it was. And then 
you know, just personal experiences through some family members and health issues. And my love for serving people, it, it turned into nursing. So it was a natural progression for me. Uh-huh. So fast forward 23 years, my background and throughout those, those years up until now has been the majority managed care. I just put it all under that globe <laughs> because I worked in, you know, case management and care uh, coordination, moved up to um, utilization review, and then lastly, population health. So just various mm-hmm. things all around the business side of nursing, and uh, that's been a passion of mine. And then from there, it evolved into a love for digging deeper into the business of healthcare. And then, okay, what does that look like for an individual nurse who wants to be in the business of healthcare or even have her own business in healthcare and supporting healthcare that way? And now, <laughs> I've done that for a few years, helped some nurses kind of find what they love and, and develop a business. And now I'm growing into this entrepreneur because I realize not everyone wants to be a business owner. And I would mm-hmm. hear that a lot. Like, I don't want a business. I don't want to be an entrepreneur. Well, for me, with me seeing that nursing is going through, through this innovation age, along with many other sectors out there, everyone's learning how to innovate. My disconnect was, okay, how do we get nurses in the mindset of even being innovative? Because, mm-hmm. again, we are all about the care side. So that's where that this came into play is learning how can I share the same concepts that an entrepreneurial nurse would have, take those mindsets and flip it into um, what the nurse at the bedside is doing every day and still having that mindset so that she can develop a new love, a different view viewpoint or vantage point of what she's doing at work or he or she is doing at work every day. Yeah. <laughs> Great. Thank you so much. And uh, Dr. Sandra Cleveland, could you share a bit about your biography and how you became involved with Entrepreneur and Entrepreneur? Absolutely. Thank you so much for um, having us join you today, Leanne. Um, so I've been a nurse for 27 years and um, majority of that career, um, I started off in clinical basis first. So um Every place I landed in, dialysis, hospice, um, neurology, um, I always found myself kind of the teacher behind the scenes. Mm-hmm. And so I actually segued into nursing education, have been in nursing education in some um, form or fashion for about 23 years now. And one of the things that um, really got me into it is the innovation behind um, reaching an outcome. So for me, mm-hmm. it was... What is a creative way, what is a different way that we have um, can use to reach out to people, reach out and have a process or a service within the organization or outside of the organization that helps us, you know, steer towards that outcome? And I saw nurses throughout the time, you know, every place you went to that were doing different, you know, creative workarounds and um, modifying processes to make it um, more applicable to their area, and just coming onto that world and recognizing how we can then take those ideas, those workarounds, and take it to the next step and formally looking to see the results of those poten- you know, potential workarounds that we've done um, to steer towards reaching what we want to strive towards. Um, and so from that standpoint, I started off kind of an entrepreneurial standpoint, and so, um, for instance, was the de- um, developing things to help with adjunct faculty orientation, for instance, and um, the ways that we created that. But um, I steered into entrepreneurship um, with the guidance of Michelle, 
um, because I wanted to reach a broader audience and I wanted to be able to um, share, share with others that they have that ability to innovate, that ability to take their idea from concept to fruition um, and be able to take them through those stairs, that, that steps. That's kind of how I went through my story. Wonderful. Um, Michelle, let's come back to you and talk a little bit more about entrepreneurship and how um, um, how you kind of went with that and brought it back into the nursing um, field and um, and where you've gone with it from there. Okay. Well, let's see how I can wrap this up in a nutshell. I, I really will say this started... Uh, a, few, a couple years ago, like I said, I, as I was start, starting to help nurses um, wrap up what they love and launch their own businesses, I would get the feedback that some nurses just, you know, they love their job. They didn't want to learn the business side. So that was one piece of that. I just would take note of that. And so the trigger, though, however, was um, I was introduced to a local dean here in my city, I was in Tampa, but at the time she was transitioning to another university. Um, she kept me in mind and connected me with a professor at that university that said, this particular professor loves entrepreneurship as well. You guys should connect and maybe collaborate in some, some way. Mm-hmm. So, fast forward, I was invited to be a guest speaker in that professor's class. She taught the nurse practitioners who were graduating with their DMP um, she would put in some entrepreneurial concepts and meaning sharing with them their value that they're about to take into the marketplace. And I really loved <laughs> her way of thinking. We just really connected because she still felt that although you're going to be, in, you know, in practice and clinical setting, realize your value, realize what your practice is bringing in, how the, you know, just the amount and the worth that you are bringing in, how to be mindful of that when you're charting and how to speak up for yourself and how to advocate. Mm-hmm. You know, those are her 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 tenants, I guess is the word. So I went in as a guest speaker, and we had the same sort of informal conversation about entrepreneurship and the mindset, and then that's when we began to speak about entrepreneurship. So really, we gleaned in. That's when the light bulb came off because, again, like you heard me say it, I heard her say it, and I said, that's the missing link. That's that mm-hmm. piece that those nurses who told me they didn't want a business, I really thought that was it. So... Um, I went back home after being her guest speaker, and I began to, just like what I did when I started the entrepreneurship side, I just began to research and create programs just sharing how can nurses kind of bridge the gap, you know, from like the bedside to entrepreneurship. I began to create programs on the other side of that, and I really have kept it under a wrap to just begin to study um, the the king of entrepreneurship, Gifford Pinchot, the third is his name, and I just began to read his books and just see as a whole academy, <laughs> and really it just excited, it gave me such excitement to say, this is it, this is what we are missing, because if we want to go into innovation, we're going to need to know how to think innovatively, we mm-hmm. just, you know, we're trained in a different way, we're trained from the, the caregiving side, but how do we really form that, the mindset of saying, how can I be um, digging for deeper questions, asking bigger questions and digger, digging for deep, deeper answers, and mm-hmm. For better outcomes, of course, it's all about the patient. So that's how all of that really came about was the through that evolution, that time, and really sitting down to say, what is it that we're missing? Why? How can we bring this to the bedside? And so with that, I've written a book that will be launched in January, 
and then the programs that will go along with it. And I've already been asked to come speak um, at two, two particular conferences this fall is where I'll be launching these particular um, this presentation so just to get the information out to nurses in different areas of the process of building the mindset around entrepreneurship Mm-hmm. And what you do every day. Mich- Michelle, um, feel free to share the name of your book if you are ready to do that, or perhaps you're not quite ready with it just launching in January. And then you also mentioned another author that you had been reading, and I didn't quite hear his name. Could you um, share that also again? Sure, sure. So I'm going to hold my title for now because I'm not quite okay. ready. But his name is Gifford, G I S S O R D. Pinchot, okay. P-I-N-C-H-O-T, the third. Okay. All right, if great. If you look him up, you'll find he's done extensive work in this area. And if you love, love it like I did, you'll see all of the, the, the information is just wonderful. A whole <laughs> academy, a whole school of thought that he's wow. built around this and how uh, he's helping corporations and people develop this mindset. So mm-hmm. that's kind of great. modeling and and digging for more answers and creating my own programs as a result of that because I feel like that's the missing link. If we want to get to innovation, we have this innovative culture, then we need to really think about where we are now in order to get mm-hmm. to that place. To, yeah, you know, and, and so innovative spe- projects. So specifically, we need that innovation from nurses. Um, it seems okay. like when it comes from other sources, it's not quite right. It, it never quite gels with what it is nurses need. So, um, uh, Dr., um, can I just call you Sandra today? Absolutely, absolutely. Okay, great. Sandra, can you add to that what kind of your thinking is and how you are using that entrepreneurial uh, spirit? Um, Absolutely. So, one of the ways, um, Michelle and I actually kind of connected on the um, entrepreneurship concept, and I come from the avenue where Michelle is really helping um, people frame their, reframe their mindset to um, accept and learn about the concepts of entrepreneurship. I want them to take it from that step, and once they create innovation, how do they actually measure their mindset? How do they mm-hmm. measure those innovations um, so that they can show what type of difference they are making within the organization with, towards the patient um, amongst other nurses? Because some of the processes or the services they might put into place may apply to us as well. So um, that's the component that I see um, we also need to segue into is we need to establish that mindset, as Michelle stated, understanding how we can take the thoughts that we have, the innovations, the things that we do, the workarounds that we do every day, and formalize some of those workarounds into a format a framework that is understandable and can be translated not just amongst the nurses but amongst other individuals within the organization as well. So one of those ways to be able to share that voice about the innovation is through research. And so one of the pieces that I add to this is how do we then take the programs, the processes, the products that we have and have the, the numbers behind it to speak towards that. How do we determine and innovate change or make uh, further change based on what we've come up with during that time frame? Um, so that's Sandra, where I take that view of entrepreneurship. And um, examples of kind of using that have yes. been when um, I've created, I was a back, I was 
16, 23 years ago. I was an adjunct nurse instructor for the first time. Literally got hired while I was sitting at a cafeteria table with some colleagues, and I mentioned at the very last second, you know what, I, I'm willing to go ahead. You know, if everybody else, you know, doesn't come through, I'll give it a go. And literally got hired the next day. I got interviewed the next day, hired that evening, and started teaching that following Monday. Um, and that was my first <laughs> clinical experience. That was my foray into it. And so needless to say, you know, the, the, the person was trying to, you know, give me the information and, you know, gave me the syllabus and that type of information. Um, but there was, you know, a disconnect for me to, from the syllabus to how do I translate that into teaching the students that I have in this clinical environment. So segueing a few years later, um, I was actually on the other side, and I was actually doing, I was a full-time educator, and I was coordinating um, the clinical pieces for my adjunct faculty. And I, for this particular course, I had 42 adjunct faculty that I had to train. Um, so oh. from a reality standpoint side, the, the one-on-one sit down in front with the adjunct faculty was not going to be working at that mm-hmm. point in time. So I developed an avatar-guided um, online faculty, adjunct faculty orientation. Um, and that was kind of actually my, I think I've done a number of workarounds before, but that was kind of the one that kind of clicked into gear like, wait, you, you can make a difference and implement something and then see how that change comes into being and be able to see how you can make modifications based on what you've gotten in terms of your feedback, what you've gotten in terms of the data that you've, you've put out there. Um, and I think that was the time that maybe I didn't recognize the terminology of entrepreneurship at the time, but I was using some of those principles at that point in time. And then it really mm-hmm. kind of clicked into it. So segueing back now to where we are today, um, Michelle and I have worked um, with each other for about a little over a year or so, and um, when she was speaking to this entrepreneurship, um, the concept of it, it just spoke to me, just like you were saying it spoke to you, Leanne, and Mm -hmm. um, to me it was just like, yeah, we we need to be able to talk to nurses and let them know that they have the power to make change wherever they are at, and so that's kind of where I went from the entrepreneurship standpoint. Uh, it's interesting because I guess, uh, you know, maybe I was limiting it again, too, because I was thinking of entrepreneurship as, you know, basically being in a clinical or, um, you know, uh, basically a work setting that would be more common. But it really could be any uh, situation, like you're saying, with the um, being in the um situation with your colleagues uh, that were adjunct professors where you're teaching them something. So it could operate anywhere. Anyone's working. Um, Just thinking in terms of, okay, this is the work that has to be done. How can I do that? And then how can I make it work for the other people that are involved with me? Absolutely. And I think one of the things that... You're not, I'm not. Go ahead. Go ahead. Oh, I'm sorry. Um, one of the things that I think with that is um, sometimes we think as nurses that we need to make a huge, huge change in order to make a difference. And change occurs at points in times in a process. It change occurs at points in times when you provide a service. So making a difference in particular points in that process or service um, that were having you know difficulties before that is. Being using entrepreneurship um, concepts, so their change doesn't have to be a huge change. It can be 
smaller changes that are going to reach towards that desired outcome. Okay. Well, this might be a good place for us to take a break. Um, we are, this is Once a Nurse, Always a Nurse, exploring the world of nursing. And today we're talking about um, entrepreneurship and entrepreneurship and how they lead to innovation. Or maybe innovation leads into the other way. I think it might be a circle. So my guests today are Michelle Rhodes and Dr. Sandra Cleveland. We will be back in just a couple of minutes and continue our conversation. listening to Voice America Health and Wellness. Now there's a new destination for video content, voiceamerica.tv, just like our radio channels and so much more. Voice America Variety, Health and Wellness, Business, Sports, Green Talk, Power Up Motorsports, and 7th Wave Network now have their own video channel components. Plus, check out exclusive programming, including movies, music, educational courses, science and history, current events, and short features. High-definition, premier-quality programs available 24-7, voiceamerica.tv. If you think you've seen online TV like this before, let us surprise you. If you like what you're hearing on Once a Nurse, Always a Nurse, consider supporting the show. In the one year since the show started, we've increased our listening audience by nearly 7,900% and our goal to reach 50 countries and counting. Whether you are looking to reach a regional, national, or worldwide audience, you'll have a competitive advantage by advertising on Once a Nurse, Always a Nurse. It's the perfect platform. Contact Senior Executive Producer Tacey Trump today at 480-294-6421. That's 480-294-6421. Take us on the go. It's even easier now. The Voice America Talk Radio Network has a mobile app for iOS, Android, or Amazon Kindle. Visit the Apple App Store, Amazon, or Google Play to download the app powered by Aircast. It's free and no registration is necessary. In minutes, you could be enjoying your favorite Voice America Talk Radio host no matter where you are, in the car, out and about, while traveling, or anytime you can't be close to your computer. Catch up on the archives you've missed or discover new shows on the spot. Search Voice America at your favorite app store. Have you had a chance to check out Voice America's online magazine and blog? If you love our hosts and shows, check out articles that give an even deeper perspective. Plus topics about health and fitness, movie reviews, philosophy, business tips and tactics, spirituality, positive thought, current events, and even more about your favorite host. It's just a click away at blog.voiceamerica.com. That's blog.voiceamerica.com. The Voice America Press Blog. All access, all the time. A fresh look at today's health. Voice America Health and Wellness. You are listening to Once a Nurse, Always a Nurse. Exploring the world of nursing with host Leanne Meyer. To reach the program today, please call 1-866-472-5792. That's 1-866-472-5792. You may also send an email to leannevoiceamerica at gmail.com. Now, back to Once a Nurse, Always a Nurse. Welcome back, and this is Once a Nurse, Always a Nurse, Exploring the World of Nursing. This is Leanne Meyer. Um, I'm really interested in this uh, conversation we're having today about entrepreneur and entrepreneur and how uh, they can lead us into innovation. Uh, I've 
been really fortunate to be able to meet um, my two guests, Michelle Rhodes and Dr. Sandra Cleveland, who have been working kind of together or, or alongside each other, maybe in some ways. Um, so, Michelle, could you talk a little bit about, I'm guessing that as you work on this thing, there must be a feeling of wanting to get it out further than just yourself or maybe the immediate people that you're encountering. Um, is that the case for you? Is there something you're thinking about, about getting it further? Yes, absolutely. And so, again, we're soft-launching this at two conferences this fall, this presentation about entrepreneurship and how it leads to innovation and healthcare, which will be the springboard to the book that I mentioned earlier. Mm-hmm. But the key to this is the culture. It really has to uh, be accepted by leadership. If we can, I would love mm-hmm. to get this into the CEO's hands into hospitals across mm-hmm. America just to really consider how, of course, their culture, what does that look like now, what innovative mm-hmm. concepts or um, evidence of innovation is their hospital presenting. And as we know, again, you either kind of keep up with the pace or you're left behind in those hospitals that are pre- uh, presenting and putting out innovative concepts and ideas and actual products and services those are the hospitals that are now moving into thought leadership and being okay. studied for case studies. And so there, I'm sure some of the hospitals may feel like, hey, we need to keep up and, and also do this at where we are as well. How can we start that? Because it can seem like such a daunting task is really a big thing. But if you take it step by step and just start mm-hmm. with the culture, that's my piece is to go in and really teach um, what does this look like. So I share with them five steps to getting and obtaining um, entrepreneurial thought process just to address the culture and then from there working with the leaders to see what does this look like in your hospital because this can be just a culture thing but we actually have a structured program that we can put like one dedicated person to if they decide hey we just want one person to be our entrepreneur our nurse entrepreneur Um, Hmm. in some cases we know we've seen them as nurse scientists or nurse researchers but it's a little bit bigger than that Mm-hmm. Because now we have to, because I don't know if you all had that position side by side in your hospital, I have, and I would meet the new nurse researcher, and it felt like such a different, like we're talking two different languages. Mm-hmm. So how do we bring that all together where we understood what the nurse researcher is doing, and then the nurse, nurse researcher knows, hey, this is what the clinical is seeing and saying. How do we make this come to fruition by working together. So we can either do that with one person or a team of people, an innovative team is what you're seeing certain hospitals mm-hmm. do now. So what would a team yeah. look like when, when you go into an organization, you say, here's what we're proposing. And like you said, maybe they have a researcher that's already in place and you start to work with that person. Then as you pull a team together, what does that team look like? Who are the people that you want to bring into play? Absolutely. So, of course, CEO, a CNO, nurse manager of the unit, the nurse researcher, and then the staff nurse. So it really does take all of those levels, and we have to be able to say, this is what the project looks like. Give us room to fail. Please Mm -hmm. let us fund it a little bit because that is an issue. Where do we get the Mm -hmm. money? Where do we get the time? How do we set up the time for the person to develop and, and really sit down and dig into what they are researching? How do we set that up? So, again, it's going to be a one-person, two-person, or a team-type approach. And from there, we begin to do these um, workshops to teach um, 
either, it's like for me, for where I start with the culture, I teach them how to trust each other. It starts with, I call it the five T's of entrepreneurship. So we go through a module on trust. We go through what this transformation looks like. We talk about their culture, you know, the, the positives mm-hmm. and the negatives. Is there a big issue that we really want to tackle so that we can kind of drill down as to what we're going to focus on? Um, who's bringing the talent? So that's the next T, and that's all of those people I just named. What does that look like for them? What are they going to? What part are they going to play in this process? Um, treasure, which I briefly already mentioned, money. It takes funding. Mm-hmm. But um, being, you know, having because what happens is we're so we've seen <laughs> sometimes leadership. We don't have the money for that, or we don't have the time to let this nurse go mm-hmm. do that. So this has to be a, a intentional effort where it's money and time back, you know, behind this team or this nurse to help the yeah, the outcomes come to pass. And then the last T is really, I put it as transcribe, but what I mean by that is not just the documentation, not just um, what's going on along the process, but really what Sandra is now going to talk about is how can we put this in writing as, a, as true findings, outcomes, as research findings. And so mm-hmm. with that, it takes us in phase two, which is what um, Sandra's going to talk about, actually putting it through the research process. And then the third process is going to um, implementation where it actually gets out into the marketplace. Mm-hmm. And so, so just curious, um, for this first stage, about how much time on average would you say it takes to go through that culture and you know, discovering what needs to be worked on and that sort of thing? About how much time does that take? Yeah, it... Um, I would say if we're going to go all in, because there's some levels, like I have some that just want to be introduced to this concept, so I can mm-hmm. come in and just do a few um, seminars, which really on that side doesn't, but our, the ROI isn't there because there's not mm-hmm. enough time to really see true change. So, but I'm just going to say, hey, best case scenario, right? We want to go all in with this. We want this culture shifted. I, I need at least a year just to work on the culture. Oh. Okay, that's good to know. It doesn't happen <laughs> yeah, in a month just, or two. Just because, no, it doesn't happen overnight. Good. Oh, trust me, you you all know. Oh, yeah. We have big problems, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah. I've yeah, actually worked with changing culture. Need, can take years. <laughs> What'd you yeah. say? I said I've, I've been involved in changing culture, and it can take years. Yeah. Yeah. Yes, absolutely. That's so, why I need at least a year, at least. And then I can measure it and see what's changed. Uh-huh. Uh, and from there, depending on where we are and if we're truly ready to move forward, then we can move into phase two and then lastly phase three, which is like the incubator phase. Mm-hmm. So, Sandra, can you take us to stage two? Yeah, absolutely. So part of the process of, you know, incorporating the entrepreneurship concept within the organization, um, Michelle's uh, spoken to the mind shift, but then other aspect of that is now that we've gotten past you know, in starting to get the mind shift ingrained, how do we then take some of the ideas that we have and truly start formalizing what we're planning to do, how we're planning to tell our story um, in terms of having these services or our processes in place and sharing that story in a, a manner, a number of different manners that will speak to different audiences. So um, my portion of this is helping them translate their service, their product, the change that they're putting into place, that innovation, into a coherent um, way of dissemination. So whether it is through research 
or looking at how you can do presentations. So we take it for different levels um, because one of the things we want to see is not um, just leadership having the opportunity to share some of these innovations, but the bedside nurses, all different levels of nurses who are involved in this process all should be involved in this aspect of the, mm-hmm. the overall trajectory as well. So what mm-hmm. I do is take them through understanding how to um, take that idea that Michelle has worked honed with them, formalize that idea so that they can gather the data that they need to help tell their story, to tell the story of the process, tell the story of the development, or tell the story of the results. So. Mm-hmm. That is kind of the aspect of where I take it. So the research and development aspect is kind of where I fall into place with this. Okay. All right. Does that bring us to the third stage then? Yes, Michelle? you can segue. Yeah, Michelle, you want to go back to that? Or, or Sandra, yeah, whichever can... you prefer. <laughs> Only because it's still being developed, but I'll give, let Sandra do the most of it, but I'll tell you for um, what I have in mind and what's being created is almost like an incubator type concept where we take the, the actual whatever they, they decide upon. This is what we need to improve. This is what we want uh, our outcomes to look like and work with Sandra to get it set up. Then we actually take it through the research process so we can hopefully the goal is to bring it to market. So okay. I'll let Sandra take it up. Yep. And so speaking with that is taking that research and just like Michelle was just sharing, you know, taking that research and being able to really formalize that story, really be able to hone in on what they were doing, why they were doing it, um, and being able to speak that to other audiences and being able concurrently to continue working on that product that they're developing, making those necessary changes so that we can then guide them to take it to market, to take it to different avenues um, for further use whether it is, I think, an entrepreneurship starting within the organization as well. So maybe an idea started within one unit or one um, hospital within a multi-hospital setting, you know, healthcare setting, and getting it replicated throughout that organization. That is an example of being able to hone that um, and then taking it outside of their immediate healthcare system to other environments as well um, and helping others with the, the knowledge, the, the skills, the tech, whatever innovation that they created and put that into place. Great. Um, I'm thinking I'd like to take a break here. And when we come back, maybe we could talk a little bit like um, using an example and go through these three steps, what that looks like. Uh, for some people, the, the abstract of it is a little hard to keep. But if we can, you know, make something that maybe is a common um uh, area that many different places are working on, and then take that through these three steps um, that might help make it more more uh, uh, visual, I guess, is the thing I'm thinking of. So um, this is Once a Nurse, Always a Nurse, Exploring the World of Nursing. I'm Leanne Meyer, and I am really enjoying this conversation with uh, Michelle Rhodes and Dr. Sandra Cleveland. We're talking about entrepreneur and entrepreneurs And how do they lead to innovation? So we will be back in just a couple of minutes. Your life, your health, your network. This is Voice America Health & Wellness. 
If you like what you're hearing on Once a Nurse, Always a Nurse, consider supporting the show. In the one year since the show started, we've increased our listening audience by nearly 7,900% and our goal to reach 50 countries and counting. Whether you are looking to reach a regional, national, or worldwide audience, you'll have a competitive advantage by advertising on Once a Nurse, Always a Nurse. It's the perfect platform. Contact senior executive producer Tacey Trump today at 480-294-6421. That's 480-294-6421. Have you become a member yet? Sign up now to become a member of Voice America. It's always free and easy. Plus, you get to take advantage of some great member benefits. Get unlimited access to millions of hours of on-demand content across all of our channels. Keep track of your favorite episodes, shows, and hosts in your own customizable library. Find out what shows you might be interested in based on your favorites. Plus, you get insider access with our newsletter. Membership gives you more. Sign up at voiceamerica.com and click register at the top right. The Voice America Live Events Channel is here now to showcase your corporate, individual, or organization's live event. Visit voiceamerica.com forward slash live events to see all of our past live events and find out more. Whether it's a multi-day conference, special speaker, or single-day event, we've got everything to make your event a success. We can do a few hours or a few days. For more information about taking your event to the next level, call Jeff Spinard at 480 294 6417 or email info at voiceamerica.com. Again, that's Jeff Spinard at 480-294-6417 or send us an email to info at voiceamerica.com. Voice America is where you are and where you want to be. Join us around the globe as we broadcast live from some of the most interesting events available. Don't forget to view all our live events, including on-demand access to past events that you may have missed by visiting voiceamerica.com forward slash live events. Opinions, options, answers. Voice America Health and Wellness. You are listening to Once a Nurse, Always a Nurse. Exploring the world of nursing with host Leanne Meyer. To reach the program today, please call 1-866-472-5792. That's 1-866-472-5792. You may also send an email to leannevoiceamerica at gmail.com. Now, back to Once a Nurse, Always a Nurse. Thank you for coming back. And as I said, we're working on the concepts of entrepreneur slash entrepreneur. And then how do we lead to innovation through that? And they kind of, it sounds like it all sort of works together. What I was hoping we could do, and maybe starting with Michelle, uh, start with kind of an idea that is is a fairly common idea and then take it through what the culture would look like. And then maybe Sandra, if you could pick it up from there and talk about the formalizing and then um, development or marketing stage. So Michelle, do you want to start? You know, again, when I put my program together, it had to look at what does this look like at the end. A lot of times I will start at the end to work backwards. So, mm-hmm. I, and then kind of fill in the gaps as to what and why and why now. So I say that to say I know there's like a lot of hospitals who are seeking magnet status. A lot of them, again, you mm-hmm. want to get this innovation from their particular system. And they want to be the producer of it. And then they also want to meet certain um criteria and outcomes to say, hey, we are empowering our nurses, and so there's something called structurally empowering, 
right, as a part of the magnet criteria. There's something mm-hmm. that we call, you know, really um, helping them personally and professionally develop. So it addresses those needs, just to kind of give you an mm-hmm. overarching overview on this piece, is that we want to meet those goals as a result of all of this. So I begin to look at different um, innovations or in the right, I know I say that a lot, what was being brought out in the marketplace where nurses were spearheading things like this. So just an example, there was um, two nurses who saw the problem in scheduling. And Mm -hmm. if you Mm -hmm. remember not even long ago, how it used to be paper scheduling and the managers Mm -hmm. having to erase and rearrange, you know, find uh, fill in the little boxes and who's going to be off and who's here and who's not. And so... That was, to me, and they saw it as well, as a concern. Why didn't we know in real time who was off and who's going to be here and who's on PTO? Why did we have to shift and float and all that stuff? So mm-hmm. looking at that particular concern, it went through just the data gathering phase, right? We had to look mm-hmm. at this and see, is this effective? Are we you know, losing? Are you losing, using too much uh, staff or agency staff or or are we not able to empower our nurses because we don't know some things at a particular point in time when they have questions about their schedule? Or mm-hmm. do, do they even feel empowered when it comes to their schedule? So mm-hmm. just that small example, although it seems small, it's a big thing to us as nurses, right? Because <laughs> we want to feel like Yeah, anybody who's time. been there. Mm-hmm. <laughs> right. And then PTO, you know, it can be like your, your, your heart's cry. Like when you're ready for a day off, right. you want a day off. Yeah, yes. <laughs> so... I say that to say that they saw that concern, and I don't know their whole process, but based on what I see now, they've been very successful with their app, is that they went through this same thing. They were able to look at the data and say, okay, what do we need to do to to empower nurses? And so going through track-finding phase, what does this look like? What outcomes could we um, improve as a result of making this live, real-time, making this a point of... um, like to technology, like right at their fingertips, which is on their mm-hmm. phone, how can we transition that? And so going through the, pro- the, fake, the process of bringing it to the marketplace through research and going through trial, error, beta testing, not having the okay to fail. Okay, it may not have worked the first time. I'm sure they went through many different tests with their prototype until eventually they got the results that they were looking for, and then it's repeatable. Now they have taken that app and it is a very widespread, widely known and used in a lot of hospitals across America. Mm-hmm. So just this one example of how a nurse can see a problem, think that it's mm-hmm. small and just say, hmm, oh, well, that's just the way we've always done it, when in reality it could really impact all of, all of us just as a culture of nurses. I'm really moving into teaching my tribe. I have a tribe of 3,000 on Facebook Shout out to Nursepreneur Nation, where, you know, I've challenged them to say, don't just think about you and don't just do this for money and don't just think mm-hmm. about, you know, becoming a millionaire. I want you to really think about, I I venture to say, Florence Nightingale, what, mm-hmm. what, what are you going to leave as a result of you being here as a nurse? What are you going to leave your profession? How are they, how is nursing going to remember your name? And so now what I think about the impact of just empowering them to do that, it makes me <laughs> want to shout from the mountaintops we can do anything you know okay so, so Sandra you're on 
Yeah, we're, so we're on scheduling. How do you formalize that and bring it to market? Well, you, you know, Michelle was just talking about that example, and I, I was, you know, my hair was going gray because I was a nurse manager, and I was on the other end of trying to deal with that scheduling uh, as well. So that that just brought gray hairs to me. But their their app is a great example of how you can take a problem empower the nurses, but you also empowered the nurse managers so that they also had a system that helped ease and provided flexibility to their staff. And so that builds that relationship amongst those individuals. Um, but looking at that example, you could also see how you could put gather data for it. We could talk about how it's, you know, the process it took those individuals to build that app in the first place. What background data did they gather in the first place to, to get to the stage that they were in their app? And then we can look at the data on how useful or whatever type of outcome from both the nurse's perspective, we can look at it from the nurse manager's perspective, and we can look at it from the CNO's perspective as well, mm-hmm. because we're going to see those um, ETFs be adjusted based on, you know, if there's agency nurses that are being used during that time frame. How, if there's more flexibility, how is that translating into the services that are being provided? How is it being translated into the satisfaction of the nurses serving those clients as well? So that's a way that you can take it from developing that culture, developing the idea, because it took them probably some time to take that idea of scheduling that has been probably an albatross for a number mm-hmm. of us for quite a number of years and say, yep, you know All what, the way back to Florence. <laughs> exactly. I'm telling you, and, and taking it from, okay, we're going to not stay with status quo, but let's take it to this next step. And then mm-hmm. now being able to share and share that information so that we're all aware about this app and being able to use this app. And they're getting continuous feedback from and, you know, you can set up so that you can have um, feedback from those individuals as well, thereby giving you information to improve that app, make changes as necessary, or letting indiv- other individuals know about it as well. So it gives them an opportunity just to, um, for improvement, and it gives them an opportunity for marketing strategies as well. Yeah. So if there's a CEO or CNO or some of those other uh, alphabets out there that are thinking, oh, yeah, this is exactly what we need to move toward, how would they go about starting? Where Where's the first connect? Well, Michelle? they are free to connect with me, <laughs> Michelle okay. Rhodes. Uh, that would be a great start because I would love to just have a conversation and see what the needs are. What are they seeking to do? Well, again, what's that end, end goal? What does the outcome look like and how can we work together and work backwards fill in the gap so that we can help bring it to marketplace and bring it to pass. But we have mm-hmm. to start again with the culture. So I come in and I do a series of workshops really working with the staff and then whoever that team or that one nurse is going to be, depending on how they decide to structure their entrepreneurship program and then morph it into the innovative concept, bringing in um, my team, which includes Sandra, and then we move over into the incubator phase. So just really reaching out. Um, I'll leave you my information, Leanne, if you care to share it on your website so they can get in touch um, with you. Sure, and I believe that they should be able to, I'm trying to remember how this works. I guess I'll have to find that out. But, um, yeah, you could um, connect through the face page, my my host page on um, voiceamerica.com. 
Mm-hmm. Yep. Okay. And my my website's easy. It's Michelle Rhodes Online. Okay. Michelle Rhodes Online dot com, and that's all one word. Yep. That's okay. My website. Okay. <laughs> and then. And then, Sandra, um, it sounds like that Michelle would be the first stop, but if somebody wanted to connect with you? Uh, yeah, they could connect with me at um, tr- my um, business name is Tribe Consulting, so they can con- connect with me at tribeconsultingforyou at gmail.com. And is for the you written four. out, Y-O-U? Uh, and then number four, letter U. Okay, that good. Yes. I thought we better (laughs) emphasize that. So we are um, coming toward the end of the show here, and this is a place where I'd like you to really think in terms of if there is one thing you really want people who are out there listening to get, whether they're in an administrative or um, uh, managerial or or your frontline nurse or your brand new uh, new grad, what's the thing that you would really like people to take away with them? Uh, Michelle? Sure, and thank you again so much, Leanne, for having us. I'm just so appreciative and um, happy to have us and be able to speak about our love, our passion. For yeah, I can hear your passion. Friendship. It's really getting me excited, too. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and before I forget, I want to mention to Sandra, not to forget to mention her app as well, because she's developing one. But my message the world of nurse leadership is to say, really, to step back and take a look at the the, the culture. <laughs> that's where I, I work mostly. That's where I'm able to connect with people and bring not just nursing to the to your 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 team, but the entrepreneurial mindset and really the ability to translate what does it mean. Okay, on our side, we call it a business plan, but your company or whom you work for may call it strategic planning. It's the same mm-hmm. thing. So what's in the strategic plan? What is the concern for the company? How do we now work towards those concerns? So we would work through, just like I work with my nurses on a business plan, we look at the strategic goals of the facility and begin to work through those concerns so that we can see where this problem lies. Now, if we don't know initially, then, of course, we have, you know, clinical. We kind of have to go back and do some um, research in the actual facility to see what are you seeing, what are you saying, because sometimes we don't even hear, we don't know the voice if we haven't asked. So we may have to even do that, just kind of going back and getting some, some information from the staff. But, again, my goal is to really bring the concerns to light, drill down to the biggest one or the most feasible one or the one that we can get results on the quickest, because sometimes you just want to see results. Mm-hmm. Right, get a, <laughs> get a quick it, result you know. and feel like yes, you've accomplished something. With, I heard that from CEOs as well. They're like, hey, can you just do this? And so, well, let me just take one part of that and show you some results. And then from there, okay. we build upon it, if that makes sense. So okay. I love Sandra? to do that. I would love to connect with them in that way and just be able to bring some results, even on a very small level, and build it from there with their, uh, their organization. Sounds great. Sandra? What would you like to leave with our audience? Um, I think the biggest thing I'd like to leave is that everybody within the healthcare organization has the ability to innovate and that innovation can be infused throughout the organization and it's coming from a number of avenues. Um, So allow, within that culture, helping people allow 
um, innovation to occur and uh, giving permission to fail within innovation, I think, is going to be something um, that we want to have that message across as well because it, it takes a number of times for an innovation to potentially be successful, but we don't want, uh, we want to create that environment that nurses are able to go ahead and move forward with those, those ideas and have the avenues um, along with the strategic plan from a broad level. You may be looking down at um, levels from the nurse's perspective that shows that in their, their annual evaluation that innovation is something that is um, looked at, that is something that they embrace with it. So I mm-hmm. want everybody to recognize that, one, that they have a story to tell, um, and two, that they can tell that story um, via their innovations, the things that they put into place, and they can formally tell it in a number of different ways. And so that's part of my goal within this process is being able to help them share their story um, depending on where they are in the trajectory of their process. That is fantastic. And as I said before, this is the kind of thing that just gets me very excited, uh, especially because I just feel like in the past, nurses have been um, just looked overlooked um, when companies were making these kinds of decisions or really realizing that something needed to change. Um, and I realize it's not just nurses, but nurses are such an important and large part of healthcare in general and specifically at any given organization. So it's just really so important that nurses have an active role and that their ideas are being uh, considered. Um, I, I'm coming up with all kinds of more questions and we're down to just you know a couple of minutes. So um, frustrating that way. But I just think in terms of some of the things I'm hearing about is things like um, bullying and, and um, burnout and some of those things yeah. that are huge, huge problems. So I'm hoping that maybe um, as we move along, these will be things that nurses can be involved in in sharing and changing. So um, I just really have to thank you for being on, both of you. And um, I also want to thank our audience for paying attention. And if this is something that's of interest to you, please share it with other people that you know, colleagues, etc. So this is Once a Nurse, Always a Nurse, Exploring the World of Nursing. I'm Leanne Meyer. This show has been talking about entrepreneurs and intrapreneurs and how they lead to innovation. And I've been speaking with my guests, Michelle Rhodes and Dr. Sandra Cleveland. Thank you so much. Thank you for listening to Once a Nurse, Always a Nurse, exploring the world of nursing with your host, Leanne Meyer. Be sure to join us again next Monday at 10 a.m. Pacific Time and 1 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Health and Wellness Channel. Have a productive and insightful week.